0: TheYeshiva.net. Yeshiva.net The Yeshiva.net Okay, good morning everybody. <clears throat> Welcome. Okay. We still have to finish a shtickle of Taldus, but since Hanukkah is coming, um, we're going to have two shiurim today and tomorrow. So I wanted to learn something on Hanukkah. So turn to Pashas Mikates, Daf Lamed Bays, page sixty-three, the left column. Daf, page sixty-three, Daf. on the top it says Mikates. Daf Lamud Bays Lev column two Umid Beis, Bays. Inyunchaneke. On top it should say Mikates, Lamud Bays, column two, or page sixty-three. as Transcribed in the back of the Sefer, this Baimer was said Shabbos Chanakah, Tovkuf Samach. Tovkuf Samach would be 1799, which, uh, just in context of history, would be a few days after the first anniversary of Yutes Kislev. Yutes Kislev happened the Gullah of the Balatanya, Tovkuf Nuntes, 1798. So this was one year later, Shabbos Chanakah, Tovkuf. Samach, 1799. Tavkov Samach is 1800, but probably it was before the New Year. So 1799. Inyan Hanukkah. To understand something of the concept of Hanukkah. Hinei kavu hanneis The Chazal established the commemoration of the miracle through neiris. Through us having a mitzvah of lighting candles Every single night. Where when it comes to other miracles that the Jewish people experienced, for example, Pesach, Mitzrayim. Pesach they experienced the exodus of Egypt. So the quote from Chumash, The Torah says, How should you celebrate it each year? Eat matzus. purim. was another miracle, salvation. What does the Megillah say? You may there should be days, Yudalad and Tesvav Adr depends whether you live in Shushan or other cities, or today in cities surrounded by the fortress or not, from the days of Yeshua Benun, it's days of feasting and days of jubilation of Simcha. And the reason is, so what's what's, what's his aura here? By Chanukah, by Purim, there was the miracle of Jewish salvation. Pesach, the miracle of Yitzchitz Mitzrayim, and each Yom the Torah, establishes how the Jewish people should celebrate it. Pesach is of Teichlumatis, among the other things we do Pesach. Purim is Yimei Mishti simcha. We have a feast and we have Simcha. Chanukah, the way the Chazal determined the proper, the appropriate celebration and commemoration of the miracle of Chanukah is through the Neris. Now usually... The way they commemorated the celebration has to do with something that happened. For example, Hanukkah. It's not just they said light candles. It's because the miracle was connected to the menorah. But that wasn't the only thing that happened on Hanukkah. The truth is, in the context of history, the whole story of the menorah came as a follow-up to the most important event of Hanukkah. And that was a military victory. If the Yavonim would have defeated the Chashbenayim, if the Chashbenayim would have not triumphed over the Yavonim, they couldn't dedicate the Beisach Hamikdash the way they wanted. They couldn't light the Menorah. Or to put it in other words, let's say the Menorah would not burn for eight days. Let's say the Menorah would burn only for one day. And there would be no miracle. What would have happened? They would have waited seven days, as the Iran says, got new oil and light the Menorah. So actually in the context of history... The more important event of Hanukkah was, L'cha'orah, the military victory, which is mentioned in Al-Hanissim, in which the miracle of the Menorah is not mentioned. If you ever noticed, in Al-Hanissim, that we say in Davening, we don't even mention, or in Benching, Davening, we don't even mention the miracle of the Menorah, only the fact that Masarta geburim beyad biyad Chalashim, Virabim biyad Ma'atim, mutmayim biyad tahirim, etc., so let's say there would have not been a ness of the Menorah, right? It would have not diminished L'cha'odah, mm-hmm. the most important event of Hanukkah. Judaism was saved. Judaism was saved. The Jewish people were saved, and they could light the Menorah. <laughs> they can go back to the Beis Hamikdash and reestablish. They reestablished the Malchus and the independence of the Jewish people, politically, militarily, and more importantly, spiritually. So this is the the backdrop behind what Wallatani is saying. The Chazal yet chose to tune in to this detail, to this miracle, and this became the way we celebrate Hanukkah. So he says, When we eat matzahs, it has to do with the theme of Pesach. Because Pesach was a liberation of golos of exile, which was not just... Spiritual, it was gufni, it affected the body. The Jewish people's bodies were enslaved, they were subjugated. Building, dedicated to enslavement, to parai, b'chaimera As the Torah says, he wanted them to build with mortar and bricks. U'bimei Haman, In the time of Haman, b'kish lahashmid chuli, he means the continuation of the Pasuk, lahashmid l'aregul abed, ushlalam l'avois. The edict, the decree of Haman was physical genocide, to exterminate the Jewish people physically, and to rob all of their spoil, all of their shlalom, all of their assets, all of their richness and wealth. So Purim and, and Pesach have this common denominator. Gemara also says Mismachgula Lagula. Why we do Purim and other Sheni? Because gula Lagula actually says you may nisim huyulam Yisrael, Purim and Pesach. In Maseches Megillah, they have the common denominator that they affected. Primarily, the major target here was the Jewish body, the Jewish guf. Whether it was Mitzrayim, Pari wanted to crush the Jewish presence through slave labor. He wanted to completely destroy the physical body of the Jewish people, which would become, which would be completely enslaved to him, as the Torah describes at length, and the Midrashim about Davodos Perech, in addition, of course, to wanting to murder every male baby, and in Purim as well, the focus was the physical extermination of the Jewish seed. Chanukah, was a different type of story. The Syrian Greeks, headed by Antiochus, allowed the Jewish people to remain in their land. They were on their land, meaning in their territory, in their homeland. They were not exiled from their land. In fact, many of the Jews who became Hellenists were allowed to live there and live in free, relative freedom, I mean freedom in the definitions of those times, under the Syrian Greek Empire, and their existence and even homeland was not threatened. Rak galos What went into Gallus at the time was, so to speak, the teirah went into exile. That's what we say in Alanisim. It doesn't say that the Malchus Yavan, the Syrian Greek Empire, stood up to exterminate you, like we'll say by Alanism of Purim. That's the Nusach Alanism. Here they didn't want to destroy, he killed many Jews, but it was because he wanted to destroy Torah. Which is why the war of the Hashem and people don't realize, was not so, it was against the Greeks, obviously the Greek troops, but it was an equal battle among the Jewish people themselves. Because most of the Jews, as uh, Josephus, Yosiphon writes in his uh, books, and Megillah, Antiochus and the other records we have of Hanukkah, were Hellenists, they were what's called Mesiavnim, they sided with the Greeks against the Hashem so the war was a galus of Torah. They wanted to make the Jewish people forget Torah. That's why the Chazal established that the celebration of Hanukkah is primarily through candles, through neiris, through flames of fire. Al Shema The Possek says initially in Mishle in Proverbs chapter six. mitzvah. oir toichachos musar. Mitzvah is a candle, it's a nair. Toir is light. And derechaim toichachos musar rebukes, rebukes to to guide somebody in the right path of life, creates a derechaim, a path of life. So that's the first introduction why the Chazal focused too dim to the story of the Menorah and that became the main celebration of Hanukkah. We're Purim. It's the the physical feasting and drinking. Pesach is the physical eating of matzahs, of and Pur and ch- Hanukkah, the main mitzvah is the mitzvahs Hanair, which even though obviously lighting a candle is a physical and tangible thing, but it represents what does it represent? It represents the spiritual light that was not extinguished during the time of Hanukkah. So even though of course, there was a major miracle of a war, a military victory. But since that entire war was there to preserve the spiritual integrity of the Jewish people, the light of the Jewish people, the earth, the neir mitzvah, hence the way to commemorate it is through Neris, through candles. To understand this pasuk, what is taka? the connection of Neh Mitzvah and Tereh V'gam, Sefer D'Kerodik Siv, Teichachos Musur, and the conclusion of the Pasek, which doesn't seem to fit in in context, that with somebody who challenges themselves, somebody who opens themselves up to Musr, meaning to rebuke, they're on the path of life, because there's types of people that when you challenge them, or rebuke them, or chastise them, they close themselves off, they're not ready for it. They can only deal with compliments. <laughs> So the Pasuk says, The path of life is a a path of life where one is ready to discipline themselves and discipline their loved ones and open themselves up to growth. What's the connection here? So it's... Which also, you need explanation. He says... And then he says a new thing, a hayim. Let me teach you about a path of life. Is there a hayim outside of the name mitzvah and The reason, another diyuka, is that when it comes to the mitzvah, he calls it neir, And when it comes to tair, he calls it oir. Which they're not identical. Nair means what we call neir, like neir lahadlik neirchanaka is the candle, it's the entire candle. It includes the oil. It includes the wick. It will it will include the flame too, or if you have a candle, like in the Hadlik Nesh Shabbos kaidish it's a candle. The candle has whatever. It's a wax candle, another type of candle with a wick, which will you will then ignite. Oir is the actual light. It's the flame itself. It's the glow itself. ner is the candle. Even before it's lit, it's called a neir. Oir is Lichtikayt. It's light. It's the luminescence itself. It's the brightness itself. So the mitzvah is called neir. The pasuk in Mishlei Malach says ner mitzvah and Torah ur. Er. So He says, move on? This can be understood. shem The neir we call a neir. When you have oil, that's what Chazal called neir Colossian razal neir shol shemen neir shol shayva. The terminology of Chazal was a neir of shemen or a neir of shayva. the Shabbos and peyik ba memad They call it a candle of oil, a candle of wax. Now shemen, of course." Is not a candle. You have oil. You put a wick. It's similar to a candle, but that's the idea. Just like neir, you'll call the candle neir. So the oil, which is the keli, the receptacle through which you'll be able to ignite the flame and have the light, is called neir. So the neir is because of the oil, and that's why Chazal say a neir of oil or a neir of shaiva. Meaning, when you have oil or wax, a candle of wax or oil, like we use for Hanukkah, they call that a neir. The fact is, oil on its own is not flammable. You try to light Shemin without a wick, what's going to happen? It's not going to work. I don't know if anybody ever tried it. But it's not really going to work. The Shemin itself doesn't have oil. If you actually have a fire, and try to, 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 uh, to, to, if the fire will fall into the oil, it's not going to be flammable and burn. On the contrary, the fire will be extinguished. The oil itself is not a substance that you can ignite. We must have a wick. A wick is flammable. A psila is flammable. So when you light the psila, and you have oil, the oil feeds. It's the oxygen, it's the fuel, the gas, the oil that fuels the flame. And that's what he says, that the flame is nechaz bipsila. It holds on to what? To the wick. But you need a little oil to be consumed, to feed the wick, to be absorbed in the wick. And when there's no oil anymore, if you'll just have a wick... How long will the wick burn? You can light a wick. So the fire will last for three seconds, for five seconds, for another few seconds. Match. And that's it. If you want the fire to be fed and to be continued, you must have the wick dipped in oil and it's the oil that feeds. The, it becomes the fuel and the gas for the continu- continuity of the flame. Kach ha mitzvah if so, we can understand very well why it's called neir mitzvah. Again, what's the definition of neir? The oil, the shemen. Like we say, ne'er shal shemen, the fuel. Or ne'er shal shayva. So you have a candle, a Mamasha candle, or you have shemen, which is the concept of a candle. Just like you have a candle and the wick is inside the candle. If you will just have the wick, again, it's not going to last. It'll last for a half a minute, for ten seconds. You want the ne'er Shabbos and the of Chanukah to burn. The purpose of ne'er shavshabbos was shalom bayis, should be light in the home during the meal of Shabbos, which was at night. Remember, this is the days before there was any other for- source of light, electricity. So this was your source of light. So you have to have the candle. The same is true with the Shemen. That's why he says, neir mitzvah. Because koche mitzvah. It's not stamip a metaphor. This is mamish the concept of a mitzvah. Why? Hagam Again, the Shemen itself is not on fire, but the Shemen feeds the fire. Hagam shurotz and hamelech belishim tam a mitzvah is the of the melech. It's the desire of the king, after all the explanations, one doesn't really fully comprehend the meaning and the value of a mitzvah. What is the ultimate meaning and value in putting on the tzitzis or in wrapping the tefillin, or putting the mezuzah on the door, or whatever the tayag mitzvahs are. It, it transcends. Tam v'das, it doesn't have real hasagah, real comprehension. <coughs> that a person could come up with it on his own and say, this is purely logical. There's an element of Rats in here. Mekal <speaking> Mimena, <in Hebrew> through her, Ve'al I'm sorry, from her, and through her, Nimshech V'nezgal O'er ha Zu Shabal Peh, <speaking in> Teireh Through the Mitzvah, we access the light of Chachma, which is represented by Torah Shabal Peh. As the Zohar says, all of Torah comes from Chachma, from Wisdom. The whole musik of Teresh HaBapeh is basically to explain and to comprehend the meaning of every mitzvah or the reason of every mitzvah as much as we can, every masechta according to the theme of that masechta. Meaning, you'll open up, let's say, we'll chap on yeah p'sachim. Masechta p'sachim doesn't deal with the ultimate premise of, what's the significance of chametz? Or what's the significance of eating matzah? Like, why from everything that Hashem decide that matzah is the greatest thing in the world for eight days, and chametz is the worst thing in the world for eight days? Yeah? In the Torah, it's discussed at length. But, the, and then everything else, and the eating of the murder and the eating of the harosis, and the way it's done, say with the mitzvahs and side the mitzvahs of Again, there's things that are understood. But there's a lot of things. This is what Hashem wanted. And yet, the whole Masechta, which is full of havana, because Tereshav Alpeh is about understanding, it's all there to explain the Mitzvah. Any Mitzvah that it is, whether the Masechta that deal with one Mitzvah, so it deal with another Mitzvah. So the Mitzvah is the Shemen. The Shemen is neir Mitzvah. Through the Shemen you have the Ur. The Mitzvah itself doesn't have Asaga. But through the Mitzvah, you have the whole Teresh HaBaal which explains and dissects all of the mitzvahs. Every Masechta Lefei The Masechta takes the mitzvah as a premise, the mitzvah is the foundation, and then the Masechta, Meshnais, Gemara, Rishonim, the the Paiskam, are all analyzing every detail, every aspect, every Nekud, every condition, every prat of the mitzvah so, what's <clears throat> so the oil he compares to the chachma mm-hmm. the light is the light of chachma right, mm-hmm. oil raisa, oil, oil reisah which is oil, oil yesa, brings oil that comes from chachma, that's accessed without the oil mm-hmm. you wouldn't have that in a substantial way so it's the name mitzvah that brings out like the shaman that allows the oil to burn so it's the mitzvah that allows, it accesses the er ha of Torah Because all of Torah Shabalpa is trying to explain every mitzvah in all of its details. That's what every mesechtah does. And there, there's already long shiurim and long explanations. Is the gedder of the mitzvah this or is the gedder of the mitzvah that? But it completely takes the mitzvah as a premise. When one goes back and says, well, wait, 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 could we start all the way from scratch? Most mesechtahs will not do that. Most classes will not do that. It already establishes the mitzvah as the premise. Mm-hmm. And now let's understand what's the getter of the mitzvah, right? You can have, let's say, a, a boy or a, a class or people learning a Masech gemara with tremendously uh, interesting and engaging and stimulating shiurim. And the shiurim will be defining the definition. How do you define the mitzvah? How do you understand the mitzvah? When you dissect it and you... Dissect it into parts, and you break it up. What's this gedere? What's this pachinah? What's this sinyan? This is a din in this, and this is a din in that. More details, the more gedarim, the more pratim. But it's all what? It's all ultimately to explain a kudah of rotzim, a of a mitzvah. That's like the shemen, which accesses the erachachma. Explain this more. more more be protis, more specifically, and the way it also relates to Hashem, he makes The pasuk says in Parshas Tetzava, Shmois The pasuk says in Parshas Tetzava, and we say it in the morning, the Parshas Hakhtiris, we say. I said Parshas Tetzava, right? Parshas Kisisa, no. You can give me a No, okay, I was right. <laughs> Sorry. The end of parshas Tetzava. It continues, Periklamit continues in Parshus Kisiso. So the Possek speaks about at the end of Tetzava the Mizbeach, the internal, the Mizbe, what's called Mizbeach Apnimi, the altar of gold, where they used to burn incense every single morning and in the afternoon. The Koyan would come and take the spices, the herbs. Right, place it on the mizbeach, on the burning coal, and the aroma would go up, the smoke of burning incense. That was called k'tares. So The pasuk says that on the mizbeach, v'hiktir of aren, samim baboiker baboiker, aren, the Kayan, would burn incense every single morning. Boiker baboiker means every morning, morning after morning. When he cleans up the manure in the morning, taking out the ashes and the dirt and the manure, that's when you burn the incense. You clean up the Menorah in the morning, and that's when you do the ktairis. Uvahalos And when Aaron kindles the neiros ben bayim in the afternoon, when they would light the Menorah in the evening, before evening, Yaktirenah again, you burn the incense, k'tiris tamid lefne Hashem This is a perpetual burning of incense every single day in the morning and the afternoon before Hashem for all generations. That's what the Apostlech says at the end of the tzavet. This is the mitzvah of Ktoiris. And we do it every morning in the Karbonis, In most Nuschayis, right, before Haidu, before the beginning of Davening, Whether the Svar Ashkenaz, you do the different Karbonis, And one of them that's done in and Nuschayis is the Parshas HaKtoiris. The Parshus HaKtoiris, where the Toiris says these words, and then we go into the Mishnas and the prices that deal with the Ktoiris. The exciting section of Taner Rabbon Pitum HaKtoiris Ketzat the terminology when it comes to baboyker to the morning is when it comes to the evening the Lushan is, when it comes to the evening, the Lushan is It means to make it good, right? From the word toiv. Rashi says it's cleaning. It's cleaning the the vessels, the cups of the manure. You had to clean them out. Rashi says, mm-hmm. By night, the wicks got burnt. So every single morning, he used to clean it up. Yeah. In the evening, he uses the word, Bahalos, Aaron, Esaner, Esben, Bahalos doesn't mean when he cleans. Bahalos means when he raises the flame, when he lights it. So there are those who say that he only lit the Menorah in the afternoon, so then it would be clear. But like the many shittas of the Rishonim, that the Menorah was lit also in the morning. So why was the morning Zoychet HaBeh And the evening, the Lashon is, Bahalos <laughs> Aron HaSaneriz ben Bayim. Hinei Knesset Yisrael, Mekar Nishamas Yisrael, Nekraz Menorah. Knesset Yisrael, the gathering of the Jewish people. And what do we mean by Knesset Yisrael? When we say Knessis Yisrael, it's not Bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael is Jews, individual Jews together are called Bnei Yisrael. Knesset Yisrael means the Kinos, the engathering of Israel, which is always Mekor Neshama Yisrael. It's when Neshama Yisrael are traced back to the source, that's where they have Knesset Yisrael. If every Neshama nish- every is a ray. And when you trace back all the neshamas to their source, it's called the menorah, the candelabra, the he miksha, and that's why it had to be miksha. Why miksha? Miksha means hammered out of one piece. Other vessels that don't have to be hammered out of one piece. For example, the aron is the ark, the holiest, the holiest item in the beis hamikdash. Didn't have to be made of one piece. It was not made of one piece. You had three boxes, one tucked into the other, and then on top of it you had a lid, a capyrus, the kruvim, the cherubs, were made of one piece with the kapairis. Inside you had the luchas. And the same is true. The shulcha, nothing was made of one piece. It was very difficult. The manure was almost impossible to make because it was so excruciatingly complex to hammer out from one large piece of gold all the intricacies of the menorah with the seven branches and all of the designs on each branch. You remember you had the flowers, and you had the goblets, the gviim, and you had the kaftorim, the buttons, to do it all from one miksha. But why did it have to be that way? Al pisoid, pi is the reason is, because kol yisrael heim ba'achdos. Because if it's not mikshah, you lost the nekud of the menayra. The nekud of the menaira is that it's neshama yisrael. You don't take a neshama here, neshama there, come together. It's mikshah. The whole idea of neshama yisrael that it's one piece. And it's one piece that's then hammered out into differentiation. But all differentiations of the Meneirah originates in one cohesive entity of Miksha. The Yisrael him ba'achtos, And then you take the Miksha and it gets differentiated into seven. It doesn't remain Miksha. That's the other side. If it remains Miksha, then ultimately it doesn't develop further. It has to develop into details and differentiations, which is seven candles, seven branches. That's what the manure was like. But it must begin in mixture. You can't build, take a piece of gold, a piece of gold, make this can, this, this, this branch, this branch, this branch, design it and then weld them together, as we call it. Merge them together the way that goldsmiths do it so professionally, which would have been a much easier... Minute. It still would have been uh, an artistic feat, but it would have been an easier task. Mixture. It's very complicated because it's spiritually, it has to be mixed because it represents Knesset Israel. Knesset Israel is completely one and then it becomes differentiated. Can it represent Bithl in that sense? Yes. Achtos, <laughs> yeah, Avada. Ki prat ah? Can I make a mole? Make a mole? It wasn't done that way. Rashi says, mixture was one... Uh, one kicker of gold, and then hammered out. Hammered out. There Prat, There's seven branches, but that's generally, specifically. You have 600,000 sparks, but even these 600,000 are called nitsutsis klolim. General sparks. Why? Because each spark... Is then divisible? It's divided into another six hundred thousand individual sparks. So it's six hundred thousand times six hundred thousand. He just said it can be a mold. So each person, each that comes out of can be just a mold. Yes. 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 Spiritually, the neshama is not just in a mold. You have to hammer it out. You got to work it out. It's not a cookie cutter, right? It's not a cookie cutter, right? Very good, horror. It triggered a lot of psychological awareness there, and observation. So Shiva Neiris is, is Knesset Yisrael in a general way, but really you have Shishim Ribei. When when Torah describes Klal Yisrael, it's six hundred thousand souls. Yeah, Shishim Ribei Yisrael. But we know there's more than six hundred thousand Jews. That's what he says. Each those are sparks. Sparks from the Shivaneris. But each of those sparks now is divided further into 600,000. How much is 600,000 times 600,000? Because each of the 600,000 sparks is divided into 600,000. The best a mathematician. Kamevur Betanya is mentioned in Tanya in Periklamet Zion, he says it. Yeah. No, it means the way the Klal comes into Prat. To quote Dr. Michelle, it's the way the Klal comes into the Prat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the goof <laughs> contains the Prat. <laughs> so the truth is, we still retain the mixture. When we say that the mixture comes into the menorah. It means, in a, it, remember, in Gashmias, you can't have both. Either you're a miksha, right? And that's the that's the way you're in potential. And then once once you have a menorah, you're not going to bring it back to a place of miksha. When we're dealing with spirituality, both states exist simultaneously. Yeah, both states. I could see the I in terms of the individual branch of the menorah, which is still connected to the other parts of the menorah, And then I could see the eye the way it is in the state of Miksha. Atazoi, right. It never completely gets removed. To give an example, at a Hanukkah party, one may observe a grandmother looking at 50 grandchildren, right? What does she see? She may not see 50 people. In her mind, she sees the source. And she looks at it that way. There's a certain cohesiveness the grandchildren themselves, you know, they may be fighting with each other over the Yerusha. They probably are, if it's a nice Hanukkah party. But she, she is not seeing the differentiation, because in a certain place there is no differentiation. It comes from miksha, comes from one source, right? Yeah. The candlesticks candle were also miksha. Yeah? The... yeah, the entire menorah was miksha, not the oil and the wick, of course, but the entire menorah, yeah, was miksha. So therefore, In a more Klolizdika way, it's included in the 70 souls that went down with Yaakov to Egypt. And if you go more Klol, you go from 70 to 7. So you can go the Prat of Prat is 600,000 sparks that come from each one of the 600,000 general sparks. Less prat, more klal would be six hundred thousand. More klal would be seventy, and klal mina klal, the ultimate miksha is the seventy nefesh, the shivaneris, which is also already a prat, <laughs> because it's a prat that comes from the miksha. The hine Aaron Shushvina the Matronissa Aaron, who the Zoya describes as Shushvina, the mechutan, the interferer, the escort of the Matronissa of the Kala. The Zohar says that the function of Moshe and Aaron. We're like shushvinim by a chuppah. The chassan has an escort. It's called a shushvinim. They're the ones that we call them in Yiddish to the Unterfir. They bring the chassan and kala to the chuppah, which functionally, traditionally, the idea was that there's a certain fear or shyness of the chassan and kala coming together. So they need help. They need support of representatives on each side to bring them together, to tell the chassan, don't be so scared. And to tell the call it's not as bad as it looks. It's worse or better. But uh, hopefully it's much better. But they need Shushvin and Unterfirer to bring them. It's like, that's why, you, why do you carry the Chassan the Kal? They can't walk on their own suddenly. They're adults, huh? So it's not so much schlepping them, it's almost like it's 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 prompting them, it's it's, it's emboldening them, empowering. It's the idea of empowering them. So the zoyar now takes it a step further and says, God married the Jewish people. Who were the shushvinin So the Zoya says, Hashem's shushvinin was Moshe, and the Jewish people's shushvinin was Aaron. That's the expression, Shushvinim the the Matronissa is the bride. The, Hashem Kevayachal also needed an escort. So Moshe is the one who takes Hashem and says, S'nishkeferlech, come down. And the, Aaron takes the Jewish people and says, it's going to be wonderful, come up. Aaron is Shushvinim the Matronissa. Yeah that's a fascinating expression. So he says, Who Aaron? This is Aaron. Kayan Lakalalian. This is a quote from, from Parshus Lechlecha about shame, Malkit Zedek. But the idea is he's a Kayan Lakelalyan, Mishiva royim. He's considered one of the seven shepherds. They're known also as the Ushbizin of Sukhas, They are shepherds because a shepherd grazes. He is responsible to nurture and make sure all the sheep receive the nutrients they need to live so they are mafarnesim; they nourish and their mashpia is barakh they cultivate they nurture the godliness in knessis israel iru that the jewish people should be able to light up to be able to ignite themselves beira ava with the light with the flame of love love is to glow lisliat is to to to, to, to to flicker, to flicker, right, to To flicker upwards towards him, with a yearning of the soul, like a flame that goes up on its own, but it needs the assistance of the person who ignites it. Ultimately, when you light a candle you don't want to stand there with the match or the shamash a whole time. It has to be shalheves ha'olamayla. Rashi explains that's why the Pasek uses the word bahaloyscha saneris. Or like we learned Bahalis arenas It should have said bahadlikcha. Bahalys means when you rise up, when you raise up, you're not raising up the candles, you're lighting them. The answer is shateheshaleves ha'olamayla. You don't want to light it. You want to light it to the point that the flame should go up on its own. It should flicker and dance on the wick on its own. So Aaron is one of the Shiva Irayim, the seven shepherds, who helps ignite the Kala, Klois HaNafesh, who helps ignite the souls of the Jewish people to be able to nurture them with their, own, with, with their true meaning, with their true depth. But Eir HaAvadei should flat, flicker with the light of love. And the mitzvah of which they accept in Krishna, he says, Shayakak beemas. Then it shitakabiyaza be emas la with truthfulness, takua believe kalachad vechad mi israel, <laughs> etched in the heart of every Jew. In other words, a Jew says ba <laughs> afta but is it be emes? Is it real? Is it authentic? Is there a real emotion? Is there a real relationship? What do you need iron for? Shah <laughs> Adam a person on his own, may akashumagushum because he sees himself as a very materialistic object, um, and is completely enclosed in material matters, would not have the capacity to find this light in himself. This itself needs help from Hashem. A person on his own could see himself very external. And when you see yourself external, what do you have a connection with? What do you have a connection with? You're just a physical beast. That's how you see yourself. And immersed in a very physical world that you could remain there your whole life. So a person needs, a, we need Shushvina. We need Shushvina. We need an iron Akoyin to help ignite the fire, to help ignite the love. If not, the wick and the oil have tremendous potential. They could light up the world. But nobody was there to ignite the flame. And because nobody was there to ignite the flame, they just remained. As somebody once said, most people live lives of quiet desperation. They just remain a thing of potential. Mm. And that's true about a person's life. A person could remain his whole life and all he sees in himself is nothing but a physical, material, external object, nothing else. Somebody, have a person needs an iron coin the Kala, the Shushvina, the Unterfirer, that takes the Kala and, 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 and represents the promise the promise, the, the hope, the potential of the soul to be able to have a fire burning, that the Vahafta, Hashem or should be an authentic thing. But the person on his own, it's not going to happen because naturally, according to the laws of the entropy principle, yeah, we go. Uh, entropy principle, basically things on their own lead to chaos, not to order. If you leave things on their own, right? If you leave a house unattended and just the kids are there or whatever, you're not... Huh? Yeah, you're not going to come back to order an organization. You... Things tend to to separate from each other, to disintegrate, not to integrate. You need a koyach to bring things together, to hold them cohesively. If the CEO, the boss, somebody who holds an office together goes away for three years, or or I should say for four hours, and comes back, you're not going to find naturally everybody is cohesive. It needs vision, it needs guidance. A country, an army, a company, an organization, a shul, a movement, a school. It's a koyach, a family. It doesn't happen on its own. On its own, we tend to, to... to separate, to fragment, more chaos, more chaos, more differentiation. So, here too, the Menorah, the achdus of the Menorah, the mixture of the Menorah, the light of the Menorah. he says, And the help is part of the ava that comes melmaila. Love happens in two ways. There's you igniting the fire, but there's somebody reaching out and saying to you, I love you. That may not, that's not enough. I also have to find it within me. We all know sometimes people are not ready to experience the love that's given to them. A person could say, I love you, but you're not ready to feel it because you have to be open to it. It's reciprocal. So therefore, there is the Ava that comes, that Hashem reaches out to the Jew and says, I love you, but I have to be ready to hear it and to be open to it. If a person, for example, This happens often. A person feels valueless. They don't believe that anybody could love them because they never saw it that way. So they never trust somebody who says, I love you. They can't hear the words. They may hear physically the words, but emotionally they can't hear it. They're deaf to it. And therefore they actually start thinking the person is lying, so they hate the person. (laughs) So So that becomes the tragedy of life, that the more somebody is reaching out, the more negative energy they're getting. At least if you wouldn't tell me you love me, I wouldn't hate you because <laughs> I don't expect anything. But now I actually, I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. I want to know what your manipulation method here is. So actually you become my enemy. So subconsciously it becomes very, very complicated. So it's a two-way street. Now this is a, a profound emotion that people struggle with. It's not such a simple thing. You have to be able to be open to it. We say every morning, Avas <speaking in> hashem <Spanish> Or in Nusach Ashkenaz, Ava Rabbah. But for our discussion, it's not Negev. You say Ava Rabbah you say, you say Avas Olam. Ava S'oilam. Ava Rabbah is actually stronger than Ava S'oilam. But even Ava S'oilam, even Ava S'oilam, the person could sit and meditate that actually he loves me. Ava S'oilam, Hashem loves us. And you finish, yeah. So that's the Ava Bo melmailo. But it sounds like he's being very precise with Lashon. Well. I don't think he's saying. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's saying it's a hisarusa v'leila. It's still a hisarusa latata, but he says he's v'azeruah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred percent. He's helping. He's helping the person through the avah Now we can understand the two words in chumash Aranas haneris and I'm sorry, in the evening. As the Lushen is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. in the morning and in the evening. Okay, we'll be Mamshik tomorrow, bezer Hashem. Same time, same place. Tomorrow, yeah. Because Hanukkah, I'm not here. So I wanted to finish the Maimah tomorrow. Bli Knesset Yisrael was sent down to light up the world. The Gemara says a Menachas that the function of the Menorah was Mimena HaOlam Knesset Yisrael was sent down to the world to light up the world. They start off as miksha, which is one cohesive indivisible entity and then it gets branched down into Shiva Nehres. Each Neshama has its Neir, generally Shiva. Those Shiva are further divided into Shivim Nefesh which are further divided into shishim riboy, nitsutsus, which are further divided into each of the shishim riboy, nitsutsus has shishim riboy, and that the Jewish people in this world represent the menorah. And he says, but you need an iron to light the menorah, because the person on his own to light up the world yeah to light up the world thanks again for the opportunity i a lot of encouraging people watch Givaldi. thank you for sharing and thank you for the vulnerability you shared very genuinely that was very meaningful thank you okay. ah yeah it burns itself yeah Right. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right wing, left wing, and then centrist, yeah. Ah, huh? yeah, he's going to continue. You understood about the 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 neir and the shep, the neir and the air er. Terush is always about explaining the mitzvahs of Terush Abiksav, but the prem, the mitzvahs are the premise. All the shiurim, yeah, gedarim of mitzvahs, biurim of mitzvahs, explanation of mitzvahs. So now he continues and he says. One, two, three, four, five, five lines from the bottom, This will explain that posik at the end of Tetzava. it says We say it in the morning if you say Partrus right? you say you remember from the morning from the Carbonus? right? Baboiker Baboiker Carbonus is a whole davening for itself. This is said actually every single morning. So he says, Even though the fire comes down from heaven, there's a mitzvah to bring a fire from the person, from the ordinary person. Meaning, in the time of the first Bais HaMikdash, there was a fire that came down from heaven to burn up all of the offerings on the altar. It was an esh that was yorid min ha It was a fire that came from heaven to consume the karbonas. Nonetheless, it's still a mitzvah that the koyanim, every morning, light a fire. They would bring wood, put it on the altar, create what's called a marocha, which we also talk about in the morning in Abaya. and have a mesadu seder, a ma'aracha, mishma gemara, ma'aracha g'doyla, shniya, they would prepare piles of lumber, piles of wood on the altar and ignite a fire. And it was a mitzvah. There had to be a perpetual fire burning. And even though you could say there's a fire coming from heaven, still mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to bring the human flame into the process as well. That's what the halach is. It's a mitzvah on the mitzvah Here, the Malatanya is going to explain this whole idea from a transcendental and spiritual point of view. What is the eshemin hashamayim, and what is the eshemin ahedit? Physically, it means there's a supernatural fire that comes from heaven, and then there's the fire that a person creates by putting, by igniting the logs. That's mitzvah lahavim ahedit. It's a human flame, meaning it's a natural flame that comes from the human initiative using natural resources that we use in order to ignite a flame. But there's also, like in every ma'ime chazal and every mitzvah, there are many layers of interpretation and meaning. So he says pidush. The fire, as we said a few lines ago, the Balatanya said, what is the fire? He spoke about the shalheves ha'oylame'ela, as the light of love. The oir because love is represented by passion and warmth and intensity and heat and connection. So that's represented by the eish, as he said before, the islayit. The oir that iron kindles the menorah, which represents Knessus Yisrael, that are one and then differentiate... And in the differentiation, they need help to find their true light and their true inspiration. When we are in a state of mixture, we don't have to be lit. Because over there, the oneness is obvious. The cohesiveness is is, uh, is certain because it's indivisible. But once there is differentiation into seven branches, which is then is further divided, that's when you need Aaron to light the esh. Now the esh in the of Mikdash came from two sources. The fire from above and the fireman head yet. What's the fireman head yet? So he says pidush head yet head yet. It's a little bit of a strange term head yet. Head yet really means a simpleton, right? You'll say you'll say koyin gadol ah al yet The bracha of a head yet. You know what a head yet means, right? How would you translate head yet? Ah, simple, huh? a, a simpleton, right? A simple person. Now, it's not necessarily insulting. You have a koyin gadol and a koyin hediyot. doesn't mean the koyin is... But it means relative to the koyin gadol. He's not the koyin gadol. He's the simple koyin, the ordinary koyin. Yeah. This year on Sukkot, we had a fabrengan in my sukkah one of the nights, and it was pouring. And I was in the sukkha and somebody was there. Now, there's an expression of chazal that somebody who stays in the sukkah when it rains is called a hediyot. So he came over to me afterwards, and he says, I want a bracha from you. I said, what's He says, al-tehib berchus hediyot, <laughs> okay so the word hediyot is not necessarily a denigrating uh, 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 um, a negative term, it just means simple so ah, uh, like a koyen hediyot, yeah yet when it says here mitzvah lahavi min a hediyot, okay, mitzvah lahavi from the koyenim, from the adam he uses the word hediyot so he teaches pihinei ki piddush hediyot avash adam loikeich mach this is the love that a person takes from the worlds, through the worlds. It's the Ava that comes, it's born from the oilamus from the worlds. From his Malchus, meaning recognizing Hashem's Malchus, kingship. Over a great and awesome King over all the worlds, the higher worlds and the lower worlds, and as we say in Davening v'choltsvashemaim l'chameshtachemvim, all the legions of heaven and, of course, of earth, bow to you. We say by Yevarech David, atu Hashem levadeh charayt atos is Hashemaim shmei Hashemaim oritz v'chalasharala va'ata mechayes kulamutsvashemaim l'chameshtachemvim va'elef halof v'idi b'levavim kademoi chuli the pasuk says thousands upon thousands and myriads, tens of thousands in front of him. Explained at length in Gemara and Zohar. The multitudes, the extraordinary amounts of worlds, physical and spiritual universes. And the greatness, the magnitude of the cosmos, the magnitude of the universe, just of ours, and then those above it, which is one of the reasons why Chazal inserted the Baruch Shame before Vahafta, which doesn't exist in the Torah. The Torah you have Shema Yisrael followed by Vahafta without Baruch Shame, and yet we know as the Gemara says in Pesachim, Chazal inserted that extra stanza Baruch Shame Malchus and it's a wonder how did that come into the text when it's not there in Chumash in Parshas V'Zchanan? We have the Shema. So there's the tradition that Yaakov said it, and and uh, they put it in, but they put it in silently because Moshe didn't say it, but Yaakov said it. But there's uh, the, 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 what is the what is the theme behind it? The theme is mm-hmm. at the end of Baruch Shamar, which Baruch Shamar is the opening blessing of davening. is sandwiched between two blessings, Baruch Shamar in the beginning, and Yishtabach at the end. So the Hop Sukh de Zimra is an outgrowth of Barak Shamar, and Yishtabach is the summation of it. Barak Shamar is a very significant, a very significant prayer. And the way it ends is, Nagadelchan, Shabekhan, Faharachov, Namlicha, Vanaskur, Shimcha, Malkeinu Elakenu, Yachid, Chayha Ilamim Melech, the only one, Yachid, singular, Kheiha illamim the life of the worlds, Melech, Meshubach, a fire, Adayachma Gotl a king who's praised and glorified, Adeyad, Adeyad means till eternity, Shmoy Hagadal is a great name, Meshubucham Afoyer Adeyad, Shmai is great name, is praised and glorified till eternity, for eternity. Pirus, Yachid, Hulamaylam Echad. There's a difference between Yachid and Echad. We'll say Hashem Olekainu, Hashem Echad, not Hashem yachid. Here we say, Yachid, Chei HaElamim. We call him a Yachid, not an Echad. There's a difference between Yachid and Echad. And it's interesting, you see this again at the end of sukka Zimra. when we finish Yishtabach, right? HaBoycher B'Shirei Zimra, he chooses songs and melodies. Melech Yachid Chei HaElamim. Similar to the text in the first Baruch HaBaruch So it's not just terms that were chosen, you know, let's haKarayin, another term, another term. Why not? It's each term in Davening that the Anshe nasa HaGadoyla, and the Chachamim established is profoundly thematic and contentful. So, Peter Shyachidulamaylamabchinasachad ki echad. What is echad? Haynu kameim razal. The Gemara tells us in brachas show echad by shemayim mivard it's a Echad means he's one in heaven and earth and all the four sides of the world. It's also brought in the Bei Yosef, that, and in halachin that when you when somebody says echad. Aleph is one, Ches is eight, which represents seven heavens and earth, and Dalit is four, which represents Dalit Ruches That's why he says Shamayim you have, because eight is the seven heavens and earth, and you have Eretz, that's the Ches, and then you have Dalit Ruches that's the Dalit. So that's part of Echad. Echad means he's one, one weir. One in a place that seems fragmented. There is oneness where there's so much going on. There's four sides, east and west, south and north, which doesn't only mean this side, it's called east and west, it means everything to the east and everything to the west. When you talk about the planet, the east has its features, and the west has its features, and north has its features, its climates, its characteristics. It's... uh, the way it operates, and the same is true with north and south and east and west. So, and then, of course, the seven heavens and the earth, heaven and earth, it's two completely different realities. Nonetheless, we say he's echad. There's oneness. Because even though you have all of the worlds, there's absolute diversity and fragmentation and divisiveness, but all of the worlds, the upper worlds, And also the lower worlds don't occupy a separate space to become a yesh and a vinifrit to become a completely separate fragmented and detached and then you could say that there is real fragmentation that's not the case kula kame everything in his presence kiloi it doesn't have a separate existence ukaayin negdoy mamish the truth is that einoid movada does nothing outside of him because all of the worlds and all of the universes and all of the realities don't constitute a separate identity that is fractured, that is separated, that is detached from him. On the contrary, everything is submerged in oneness, everything is part of oneness, everything is a reflection of oneness. That's why he's called Echad. So it's so to speak when you contrast the Reboine Shalom to the world. So you'll say, Hashem Echad, there is... What is the concept of Hashem? Hashem is recognizing the Echad, the oneness of everything, because Einoid Mulvadeh. That's Echad. Aval yachid, yachid is <laughs> something else. Yochid Pirushai, Hu Yochid, Umeyuchad Bifnei Atzmai, Vuhu Levadeh, Hu Veinei Begeder Eilu Mezkla. Echad is when you contrast Hashem to the worlds, and you say, within the worlds, there's an Achtoz, because Einoid Mulvadeh. There's nothing outside of Him. I there's so many things going on and there's so many creatures, don't see it or don't see yourself or anything else as a yesh and dover nifrit as ever separated from Hashem, even though it looks like we're separated. But that is not true. A person and nothing in the world is ever separated. You're never detached. The cords are never, ever severed. You're never alone in the world. So that there is God and there's me and now let's figure out how to create a connection. You never have to create a connection because there's always oneness. That is when you're contrasting Hashem Kavayachal to the worlds. Yachid he says is singular. Echad is he's one in the diversity. Ches, Dalid, Zion, Rikim, and Eretz, Dalid Ruchas and he's one in it. There's oneness in the diversity. Yachid is singular. For example, you'll say a Ben Yachid. What's the a Ben Yachid? An only child. Then you'll have. Echad, yom echad, yom sheni, yom shlishi. It's echad in contrast to what comes afterwards. So echad is always an echad that has a number afterwards. So you don't think that there's two worlds and there's three worlds and there's ten worlds and there's a thousand and there's endless diversity. It's really echad. Yachid represents singularity. Yachid meyuchad, v'hu v'hulavadi, completely beyond the yolamas. V'chei hoilamimelech. And that's why we say, we say, that yaqid khay halam mellakh uh, meaning pirush shkol khiyusolam shom khayes kolam mahaves kolam yein betachtuen the entire life of all the worlds he gives life to everything he brings everything into existence the higher and the lower a noela bishvil shom mellakh it's because he is a melech ve khulam kablam khiyus ma bgines mal gusius burg bavora because he becomes a melech on them. He defines himself as a leader, as a creator, as a king. So therefore, they all come into existence and they all have vitality because malchus by definition means, as we say, ein melech, b'loya. a leader by definition has a relationship with his subjects. There is another so the malchus is what creates the chius of Eilamim. In other words, in the level of yachid, in the state of yachid, it's completely beyond the worlds, even the actus of the worlds. The chei ha'elamim, the entire life of the worlds, comes only mitzad, his malchus. So therefore, ma'shem The same is true when he's praised and glorified, as we say, yachid the praise that comes from our comprehension of His truth, who we say it's Adeyat. What's Adeyat? Because His greatness has no, there's no inquiry. Meaning, you could never figure it out, as we say in Ashrei. So there's always praise after praise. Step above a step, higher and higher, ad kates. ad infinitum, without an end, ve ain and no summation to it, and it's all because of shmaya hagadol. What do we mean? Shmaya hagadol is a great name. nikru because this is. What allows his name to be called on them and his malchus to be called on them. Ve'ena yachal in goya le'bchines at And one usually cannot touch the essence, which is the yachid. Kileis machshav No thought can grasp him. Shu yachid u'mi This is what we call yachid. Ve'nizgov shmoy And even his name is exalted. Above, alone, kidixiv, malchuscha malchus all Elamim is basically a product, a result of Malchus. V'zehu, this is the deeper meaning of what the Gemara says at the end of Megillah. Wherever you find his greatness, that is where you find his hanavah, his humbleness, his humility. Literally what the Gemara means is that all through Tanakh, wherever it discusses Hashem's greatness, right away they will also discuss his humility. For example... He's exalted and holy, and he dwells in the humble one and the lowly spirit. Where you find his greatness, you'll also find the humility. The Balatanya touches here one step deeper. What we call greatness, what we call gedula, for him is essentially a humility. In other words, it's the way we can grasp it. For our, according to our capacity. So what we call gedula, that's the name, that's the shame, that's the melech. What you know about the melech is simply his relationship with the people. What you know about Hashem is through the briya, through the world. That's called the esh minahedit. Esh minahedit means the way you experience God from your own perception, from your own experience, what it means to you based on your experience of life. It's the essence of the heartbeat of man. It's the essence, it's the core of the human spirit. It's the core of human energy. It's the core of all energy. It's the core of reality. But how are you describing it? You're describing it from reality. That's how we go from bottom up. That's what we have. I have a world. And from the world, minahedit, from the olemus, that's how I create a fire. That's how I create an ava. In other words, I find the echad, I find the core of oneness in the worlds. So that's why we say there's yachit. Yachid is completely beyond, but I don't have a tfisa there. It's, it's who he is within his own reality, so to speak, which is completely undefined. Then there's Chei there's God as the life of the world. Like we'll say, Reboinah Shalolam, what's Reboinah Shalolam, what does that mean? The ruler, Reboin means the ruler, right? The master Shalolam of the world. In other words, I'm defining him as the Reboinah Shalolam, the Chei That comes because he wanted to be a melech, it's from the nekudah of Malchus. The Meshubacham of fire, all the praises, are is all It's the name. What's the name? The name is that which allows others to experience you. A person for himself doesn't need a name. If you would live yourself on an island, you don't speak to yourself usually with your name, right? You don't say David Shloime Muttel. You want a coffee? It's you. But, but, but if I want to talk to you, I don't have access to you. So the name is what allows me to experience you. On a deeper level, more abstract level, a name basically is the way you're experienced by other people. You'll say, person has a name, a reputation. What is it? It's the way others perceive him. It has very little to do with your essence. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it does, sometimes it does not. So that's all, the of Foy, which is adayat. You can go more and more and more forever. What's a shvach today, tomorrow is a much more sophisticated one. Sometimes you get to know a person, a really, really great person, and you praise him on one level, then you learn more, you grow more, you discover more, and it's a completely different shvach. And it goes ad ad for eternity. World above world above world. Each world is another frame, another form of consciousness. The horizons expand, consciousness expands. And it's all in shmoi hagadol. It's all in the shame. That's the ava that comes from the hedyat. So he says, like it says <laughs> in halal, hamashpili. Leroy's b'ashamayim of He humbles himself to observe, to see heaven and earth. Why? Because the entire concept of creation, to lift up, to give life, to give spirit to everything, to all of the creatures, this is called Hamashpili. We say, so neiflem. He sustains those who fall. He heals those who are ill. He erects those who are bent over. You remember these words? We say them every morning. Soymach neiflem. Roif e'cholim. Zoykev k'fuflem. V'chol ha'ma melucha. Nikra b'shem eretz. Li'yos ke'eretz halazu ha'shvela. She'yorda mimikoyim k'vodah. Li'yos melech sh'moy nikra. The whole concept of melucha, of Hashem being a melech, is called like eretz. It's earth which is the humble earth, because for him to become a melech, this itself requires a tremendous restriction to define himself in terms of the world, which is a finite definition, even though it's also infinite, but relative to the yachid, the echad is a finite definition. It's the way I define God in terms of the God of the world, the melech of the world, my core, the truth of reality. This every creature should understand. When he takes this to heart, when he expands his mind to understand the truth, the truth of, the, of the energy of the world, the Gdulasi is Baruch represents the divine core of all the world. Is called his Gedula. That's what we said his Gedulas says, And when one expands his mind to appreciate the core of life, the spiritual divine core of life, meaning his greatness, God as the core of the universe, and the wonders of his deeds, whatever you want to research, it could be your brain, it could be your biological system, it could be any insect, it could be any animal, it could be any creature, any mitzis, any existence in their entire universe on a physical level or on a spiritual level. But it's in the multitudes of worlds which transcend investigation and inquiry, he one ought to always understand This, which apparently it's infinite, not apparently it is, is the Gemara says it's all you his humility, meaning his compressing, restricting himself. It has completely no Erech to him as Yachid, because he's completely not in the Geder of ayla So all when we say, what are we describing? We're describing God from our perspective, from our perception. That's called the fire that comes from the Hediat. It's defining him completely from my lens. And my lens itself can grow and expand infinitely. That's his point. The lens of today is darkness, lagabi, the lens of tomorrow, which is darkness relative to the lens of the next day. But all of it is in the realm of gedula. What is gedula? Gedula is all of the universes. And again, there's somebody who has minute knowledge, there's somebody who has a much more sophisticated knowledge and sensitivity, there's somebody who has tremendous spiritual knowledge and sensitivity, there's somebody who knows... And appreciates the outer universe, as somebody appreciates the inner universe. But in the inner universe itself, there's layers upon layers upon layers. In every single nikkud, every single nuance, every single prat of this world, and that's only this world. There's only this planet, and then there's this universe, and then there is all of the other universes. And it goes aden cheker, as he says, Godal Hashem aden cheker, without beyond inquiry. For who, when you talk, however, about the yachid. Which is completely beyond the worlds. Who mashva That equates katan v'gadol over there. The smallest and the largest are the same because he's completely beyond that together. Memela to nefesh When one really appreciates all of this, so the, the heart will fire up. And begin ign- and ignite with the light with the flame of love. But <laughs> with a desire to go beyond the realm of the world, come as like David Amalak says. Who do I have in heaven and with you I desire nothing on earth? Call us <laughs> Shahriulavavi. My entire being and my heart yearns; it pines; it goes out to you because I want to touch you. Not only the echad, but what I want to have the Yachid. The word Ava in Hebrew we say is lipshaft, love. The shayrish of the word is "ava". Ava. We have it, for example, the word "ava". No? Anybody knows chumash? Remember "ava"? Huh? Well, ava also comes from the word ava. Hashem didn't desire to listen to Bilam. So, ava in Lash and Kaidish means desire, You put it on hay, from ava becomes ahava, which means love. So he says because the root of all love is a desire there's a yearning, there's a desire what is love? I'm looking for something there's a rutzen the shayrish of ava if you look in the ava, there's a rutzen for something, there's a desire for something this is the das of the ava where we spoke in the earlier Maim Rabbim have told us the das of the ava, there's a rutzen behind the ava I'm I'm looking for something. The hainu, what's vahavtas Hashem alakecha, what is pshat, what's pshat you love? The hainu, ru'usa delibah. It's the and alev she'yi Hashem shem That Hashem should become your God. The Hashem, which is yachid should become yours. I want a relationship with you. So you say, vahavtas Hashem alakecha, you should love. What are you loving? So he says, the taitches, you have a and you have a desire for ultimate truth. I want that Hashem should be A lekecha means your God. It's yours. It's like so to speak, you own it. It's mine. You say, mine tata, my mama, mine kind. It's mine, right? It's, it's a personal thing. It's an experience within me. That's lekecha. Like we say in Krishna, Ni Hashem Alekechem. I am, I am your God. Elekei Avram, Elekei Elekei Yaakov. Now you shouldn't take these words for granted. L'chayda, they're very insulting. The God of Avram the God of Yitzhah, the God of Yaakov, it's like you'll get up for Shemai Nasri, you'll come to the greatest king, forget a king, Come a president of a great country, and you say, you're the president of the tissue box, and you're the president of this cover of the coffee, and you're the president of this tissue box. Really? Really? So the whole God sums up what? Alekei Avram, Alekei Yitzchak. Of course, he's also the God of Avram. The pshat is, that's how deep the relationship is. I want to be yours. Ani Hashem chem. I want to be yours. That you should be able to call me and define me as your God, it's mine. It's mine. It's like my spouse, my husband, my wife, my child, my best friend. It's mine. Va'haftos Hashem, there should be an aver rotzin that Hashem should be a lekecha, that a lekecha should be the yochet. Ki ha'nu ruusa the libe she Hashem al lekecha l'adafka be'mamish. That's the age that comes min ahdit. <laughs> This is called day, The age that comes min a is the Ava that comes from appreciating the worlds and appreciating God as the core of reality, which then allows you to have an Ava to ultimate to the Yachid, which is beyond the worlds. But that's all coming min a because it's born from the process of ascending the ladder from your own consciousness to deeper and deeper to touch infinity, which is beyond consciousness, because it's beyond any conception of any world. World by definition means there's something that's experiencing God and that's all Echad, it's never Yachid. And therefore before Vahafta they put in the words shem shame, la'olam vad, because here it's the shame and it's the malchus that incorporates the olam which is an extension of the Echad, and that allows then for the vahafta as Hashem alekecha, even beyond the worlds. So he says, haru, this arousal from below, as a result, alav ava this will allow the light of Ava from above to come on him. Yohol means to be Chal, to come down, like a Chalois, lahagdil midduras, Eisha Ava Beliba, this will increase the fire of love in his heart more than the capacity that the human him the human himself or herself can achieve. more than what's kaya what is the power the capacity of human and the source of my own soul. ugvul because even if you have the highest neshama, all my spiritual experiences are limited to my shayresh on neshama. And every neshama has a shayrish. You can't expect that a tree should grow and detach from its roots. The moment you detach a tree from its roots, then you you lose it. It dies. But the tree says, but I want to expand, and I want to extend, and I want to be taller. Because hate Expand. But it has to be with your roots, with your shayrish, because that's your chiyus. Every person has a shayrish on neshama. We grow from our roots. The difference is by the tree, the roots are unto the earth, under the earth. And here the shayrish is the other way. Right? The Sherish is up there, so to speak. It's down there also. But uh, that concept is, imagine that the roots of the tree... I remember once, I don't remember where I, I saw a building. It's one of these interesting architectural, right? Where the building is upside down. Oh. Huh? Oh. Where did I see it? Huh? Orlando, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a phenomenon. So everything is a and of Hashem. That you really have to see it that way. The root of the Neshama is above, and we come down. So as much as we grow and we expand, it's always defined by the shayosh and the shama. Now that's not a bad thing. That's a reality. Sometimes people are going to places, but it's not their shayosh and the shama. Because it's not their shayosh and the shama, you lose your chios. It's false. Huh? It's not satisfactory. Yeah, It's not satisfactory. Yeah. 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 It has its shayosh and shama. So the avim in a head yet is defined by your shayosh and the shama. And the shayosh and shama is big. And as we know, roots sometimes expand in the earth. They, cause they, you know, they search for sources of water. The roots are brilliant, how the roots develop. It's a, that itself is a gadol Hashem. Just how a tree, the chachma of a tree, you plant a seed, and the seed knows what to do in order that in 10 or 20 years, and it plans it. And it also knows that in winter you have to retreat, you have to go through what symptoms, you have to relax. Don't try to be, don't try to fight the weather just hibernate contain your energy and in the spring you'll already you'll already emerge but one of the one of the brilliant and extraordinary aspects is how the roots expand in order to make sure that they're getting all the nutrients all the nurture that they need from the waters that are submerged in the earth from the rain season so the Sherish on there's a shayrish, but the shayrish expands, but that allows me to experience certain things, to know certain things, to feel certain things. And there's a lot of growth in the shayrish and just like a tree. It doesn't have to remain small. But that's all minahed yet. Then there is the fire that comes, malmaila, which allows a person to experience something that his shayrish and would never be able to experience. There's certain truths in life. <laughs> <laughs> This is the light from above. <laughs> yeah, very good. There's certain inyanim, and this is, on one hand, the Sherish Shama is to be appreciated and celebrated and respected, but also to appreciate the certain things that my Sherish Shama I can't grasp. I will not be able to get there. It's something that has to come from above me because my Sherish Shama will not allow me access to that experience, to that truth. As much as I work on myself, as much as I grow, you can't expect the, 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 the tree to to grow tall to the moon. You just can't expect it from the tree. the tree could grow atkan. So the avam in a hedyit, it has its limits. The limits are koyachanushi, what my human capacity can contain. And not only koyachenushi, it's a shairish nishmasishi begedir or gvul it has parameters, it has finiteness, it's created. As we say, And because it's a nivri, it has a gvul. And then there is the ability, the Ava that comes from above. The Ava that comes from above. This is represented by Aaron. Kahan, was chosen as the Kohen Gaddel, based pa'amim oir. The word vahafta, you should love, is the numerical value of twice oir. Oir is 207, right? Reish, vav, aleph is 207. That is the gematria. What is twice 207? 414. What's vahafta? So you have tough is 400, vase and hay is 407. Aleph is 8. And then you have another 6, which is 414. So, vahafta is twice oy. vahafta begemathriya. Base polymer, why? Because the vahafta always consists of two oyers, of two fires. There's the fire that you bring, yet and there's the fire that Aaron, so to speak, who represents the Kayan Gadol, helps ignite... And this is representing the fire that comes from above. That's the second orvah. There's I love, and everything I do in order to initiate it, and then there is that which is given to me as a gift, like even by a person you have, right? There is that which you create within your own work and your own capacity and then that which you receive which you could have never initiated this sweeps you so to speak off your feet and brings you to a place beyond yourself this is called this concept is called literally means cleaning up when he cleans up the but he says what does this word mean making it good from the goodness and the kindness of above, he brings down a flow on the humble spirit to increase, to make better, to enhance the love from below. That's called behitivoy. So as we said, in the morning, behitivoy, so let's see as the truth is even the arousal from below even the achman yet that the person wants to really connect that's also a gift for a person to be able to have the Sarusa de lasata, that's also matana. Even that is also a matana selikim. Even the ability to be able to find the inspiration within yourself, which is all your own creativity, your own research, your own understanding, your own awareness, that also requires a matana selikim. It's not enough just to say this is my soul, this is my nature, this is my characteristic. p'chines, This is the bahalos. Once again, the elyoin, represented by Aaron, the Kohen godal, chosen by Hashem. A Kohen godal has to be chosen. That was the mistake of Koirach. So Aaron is the one who gives k'ayach in Knesset Yisrael, to be ma'erin. Also this ava, which ava, the ava minahed, V'zel beina harbayim, that's why it's beina harbayim, which is in the evening. Shehumidas erev velayla vechoyshech mitzad atzma y'sha'ein bo'or. Beina harbayim represents the mida of evening, night. In other words, there's a darkness where there's no light. Aval midas boiker, shehumidas avram isha chesed, k'mar shekoso vayash kim avroam hu behitivoy. Boiker, which is represented by Avram, who wakes up in the morning, Avram is connected to Shachris. This is the concept of Behitivoy, when there's a Hashpah of Toiv. In other words, there's two states. There's Har and there's Boiker. Now, the Chayshech he's talking about here is Gantz Afayna Oir. But relative to Boiker, it represents Chayshech. You're saying, well, we don't have the menorah now. Well, first of all, we're going to have the menorah Sunday night. That's number one. So, yeah. number two, all the avaydahs in the Beis HaMikdash, yeah, we daven, it says, tfilas b'makam, tfilas b'makam t'midin tiknum, the of the Beis HaMikdash, even if they don't exist, but but the spiritual idea of the avaydah is timeless, as he says in many maimara. So there's a state of a person that's bein har bayim. There's a state that's boiker. The state of Ben Har Bayim is when a person still needs to discover the Avam in a yet So the candle has to be raised up. Raised up, raised up from where? Raised up from below to a higher place. Because every person is a candle. But a candle may remain extinguished. You can have in your house on the table a candle with a wick. You can have an oil, but it never gets lit up. Neir Hashem, Nishmas Adam. The Nishama is a candle. But is the candle bright? Is the candle on fire? The potential is there. But you need a match to ignite the flame. And a person could live their life and never find that light. They're not burning. The potential is there. They're looking for things. But their light is not a flame. So that you need a This is a state of Bainar Bayyim of Khajik, of Lilah, where one has to be able to discover their passion, their light, their full potential. What does that mean in in, in, in spiritual language of this, Maimir? It means to discover your God. It means to discover the Echad, to discover your oneness, to discover your fire. That's, that's Bein Har Bayim. No, that's Bahala Sarah. That's from Cheshach, a place of Cheshach. Some, someone is asking online, I think it's the story of the Rebbe, when he was a kid, he asked, why he said, why said, It's not for now. It's, it's, it's a long discussion. It's a long story. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a nice story, but it's not for now. I'll finish with another story, though. <laughs> and then there is baboyker. Baboyker is the light is shining. The love is shining. But what is it? It's only minahed yet. So now you have behitivoy, the toiv that comes from the Eshmal Mailah, which allows the person to experience an Ava beyond his own Sharashana and to experience a Kir of Mamish, as he says, Bittlba B'Metzias Mamish, that's Behitivai, that comes in the morning. After a person initiated his own experience of Ava and love, meaning his own experience of the divine, which is also a Matana for masha. All Ava Sashem is a Matana for masha. Even the relationship in the is also a Matana, that you also need a gift for. You need a gift to ignite even your earthly candle. But then there is the gift of Bahitivoy, which is in a time of boykid. It's already bright. It's a shinshin. There's already a fire. There's it's light outside. It's not dark. Bainar Bayim is it's getting dark. But boykit is it's luminescent, it's bright. And now it has Baytivayasa Neiris. Now the neiris receive the Toiv, the Haitivoy, the Hashpa Mel by Ashkam of which is not the Aishman ahead yet. it's the ish that comes Mel Not rooted in Echad, but rooted in in yachet, from the yachet himself, so to speak, lifting up, inviting the person, taking the tree beyond its roots, transporting the tree beyond its roots. And we operate on both levels of consciousness. In Jewish spirituality, we operate on both levels. There's the avoid according to my shayrish, but the shayrish can also be a trap. The shayrish, in other words, for some people you have to talk about the shayrish, because they're so delusional, and they're so not themselves, that they have to know you have a shayrish and a shamaah, You have to be grounded in your shirish and not frustrated by your shirish. A tree doesn't get frustrated. Oh, I want you know trees are very respectful of each other if you're familiar with how they work. This is my shirish, this is your shirish. The the balatanya um uh, <laughs> very interesting mice in after mitiv after after hashkivenu so many sidurim many ikil a baruch hashem Oilam amen also, Friday night, Shabbos, after Hashkiveinu, V'sham Rubnei Yisraelis Shabbos today Nachmet Anigin etc. Yom Tif, also you say from the Shalosh Regalim, Rosh Hashan, Etikob HaChad, Yishefer the Balatanya wrote his own Siddur, his own Nusach. It's based on Sveid and Ay-Rizal, but a lot of changes. He had 60 Nusachos in front of him. So he wrote the Nusach that he felt was the most uh, refined Nusach HaTevila. And... Uh, and that's called the Siddur of the Balatanya, the Nusach, the Nusach of the Balatanya. It's interesting, a few things he put in, but he wrote not to say it. <laughs> so one of them is Vishamru on Shabbos. Baruch Hashem he didn't put in, but V'shamru on Shabbos he put in, and he writes, Those who say it, yesh there, is, there are good sources for it. But Meikir Adin, it's problematic. I think also the Vilna Gon also didn't say it. Uh, Vishamru and Baruch Hashem. Because there are issues of Hafsakim. Between Gal between Shmenesi, you're not supposed to have a Hafsak. The Gemara says that Hashkivenu you could put in because the Chazal made it as part of Gal Yuswak, but the other additions, the Balatanya felt that halachically it wasn't the, the, the ideal way of doing it, even though he writes clearly, Yesh to So, the Yitzchak was his Mechutim. So, he once told them, I don't understand. How could you not save a How could you not save a shamru? Mir v'esenoch, we know as meshas mesokt veshamru vert ayirid in himmel. You know what a is? Um yud yud A like a flea market, the marketplace in the shtetlach. It was once a week or once a month. Everybody would bring all the merchandise, and everybody came. Whatever you wanted to buy was available then. So he said, we know that when Yidin save a Shamru Friday night, that a Yirid in himel. in Himmel, how could how could you not save a Shamru? So the Balatanya said, Nishtaf <laughs> I don't have to be a heavy yid. Nishtaf <laughs> Okay? There was a Yid, his name was Yussel Goldstein, Uncle Yossi. He used to do children's tapes. He was the principal of Beis Yaakov in Borough Park. In 1942 or 41, they made the first Lag BaOmer parade in Brooklyn. Eastern Park was a revolution in America. Jewish children should 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 go with tzitzis and yarmulkes in the streets for Lag BaOmer was a revolution. So the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, the he was already pretty ill and paralyzed. He was looking, he was looking out from the window, and uh, so Yossel Goldstein told me I heard from him. He passed away a few years ago. You know him, uh, Uncle Yossi, from Borough Park. So he said that he was afterwards by the, by the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, and he told him the story with the Blavitz and he said, by them is the Alter By this Yerid of all the children he came. By their Yerid is a given. I'll cope upon him. You have to know your Sheres HaNeshama. You have to know your Sheres Shamma. That's on one level. It's called grounded. It's, 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 it's real. It's authentic. It's authentic. It's plimious. You don't chap. You don't hop. A tree doesn't hop. Oh, I see a tree. I like those leaves. Boom, go there. <laughs> you have to be in your shayrish. Because if not, you detach and you're like left with just pustkite. You have to also believe in your shayrish. But here's also the, another nekuda, which is very idle in kuda, And that is, shayrish and nashama can also become a little trap and a very subtle form of spiritual arrogance. In other words, it's your shayrish, but your shayrish brings you to a certain place. And then there's emes, that you're not going to reach through your Shairish on the Shama. This is Behitivai. For this, you need an Eshma Mali. You have to connect to somebody and to something that is completely beyond your Shairish. Because your Shaidish itself is Gevaldikanian, but it has its limits. Like every tree has its limits, as tall and as splendid as it is. That's the Vahafta two times, the Vahafta two times there. To be able to open yourself up to something that completely transcends you. Now, let's finish the last few lines. I just want to finish Parsha Demayim. Ve'hine. <laughs> After all this, which Lachayde he said, "Azbe Pshitus <laughs> Miza Adam." Finally, you know, <laughs> the Alter acknowledges that is Miza Ha Adam. Sheyagia Ad Haloyim. Sheyagia Lo Pchinus <laughs> Arin Tell me exactly who is this person who's reaching all of this? Miza Ha Adam. Sheyagia Ad Ad Haloyim. Haloyim is still here that we say he's ready for Behitivoi for Arin but the emesis this is always his summation that it's connected to everybody maybe not in a conscious way but through Torah and Mitzvah, it's connected to everybody why? because we go back to the mitzvahs mitzvahs are really rooted in a tremendously lofty place back to the beginning of the Maymer. that's why there's no real hasaga in mitzvahs Hasaga means comprehension, that which you could wrap your brain around. That which you could wrap your brain around is because you could control it in your mind. It fits into your mind. Because mitzvahs are rooted in a place that is infinite, so there's no real hasaga in a mitzvah. The ultimate why of the mitzvah. It's like, okay, fine, we do it. We, we give biurim, we give symbols, we give ramazim, we give ezbeidim. But the ultimate mitzvah doesn't have hasaga. commercial Hashem and hanal. It's like the oil. The oil itself. The mitzvah is not something that goes in to be internalized and retained by the person. It remains like a melech that rules over people and they do his will beyond rational. A melech is beyond the nation, a real melech, and doesn't communicate with them and explains them everything. There's a bittal to the melech. The concept of a mitzvah is it's mitzvahs which we may, may not understand. However, he says, what happens when somebody grabs the melech by one of his limbs and pulls him? He has the whole king. His right arm embraces me. The Zoya says the 248 mitzvahs are the 248 organs of the king. What do we mean that a mitzvah is an avar of the king? When somebody takes you by your finger, by your hand, by your feet, they schlep the entire you do they understand your personality? Do they know your essence? Do they know your soul? But they have you. Somebody schleps you. Somebody hugs you. Somebody chaps you. What did he chop? He happed your lapel. He chapped your shirt, your jacket, your tie. What did he chap? Yarmulke. You, everything that's there. Everything that's there. Everything that's inside. Even though your tfis is only through the lavush, You only have the aver. You only have the chitsonius l'chairi. You have the outer. Ar- but inside there, you have the whole person. You have the whole plimeus. So when we say a mitzvah, is Avram the Malkitz, the organs of the king, is the Pshat, that Hashem gave to the Jewish people mitzvahs, that when a Jew does a mitzvah, it looks like he's doing something physical, and he may not even understand everything that's there, he may not experience it, he can't, it's completely beyond him, but he has it. He chaps it all, he says his whole Yichud is there, the whole essence is there. is That's the name mitzvah Torah. Torah is that which a person comprehends, but it's all based on the mitzvah. The neir, the shemen, allows the ur to flow. Like you said in the beginning, if there's no shemen, the ur is going to be extinguished. The whole Torah lives through the mitzvah. The chazal get excited from the mitzvah. The whole gilu of Torah Shabal Peh, the whole understanding is all about the mitzvah. It's all the mitzvah that accesses that fire, that ur. That's the neir. that's the shemen. The neir itself is not something I can light up. It's not something that I can even see the ur. I need the wick for the for the Ur. Er, because the mitzvah itself is beyond our sagah, it's beyond time badas. But through the mitzvah, you have the urha er tairah. And through the mitzvah itself, one has the whole mitzvah of Yachid, even if it's not the experience. So when he says, who is the person who can reach this? The Behitvoy, not only even the Baha'u'lish is a big madrega, but the Bahitivoi, so he says that's the concept of near mitzvah, vitair, b'meila, when the chazal had to be massacred in something for Chanukkah. Pesach, the Torah says, matzus. Purim is Mishteva Simcha. B'Shaas. The Yavanim wanted to destroy, as he says, there was Golos HaToyra. What's the best way to commemorate that Nitzachan of Chanukah, the Nitzachan of Torah and Mitzvahs? They decided the best way is B'neiris. Even though there was a military victory, but the Nairis, what does the Nairis represent? That a person takes oil, which represents the Mitzvah, and then takes a wick, and it's the oil that feeds the flame of Torah, and is the oil that gives the person, the mitzvah gives a person the taste, the experience of the yachad, of the ultimate infinity, this represents the netzachan of Torah and mitzvahs, that happened, through, that happened through Torah. I'll just conclude with, uh, with this story, I said, uh, there was a Yid, I met him, his name was Abihu Avner. he passed away a year or two ago, he was uh, ambassador of Israel to England I believe, or other and other countries, he was a, a an English Jew, a British Jew, who moved to Israel in the nineteen forties. He was also a consultant, a yoyetz, an advisor, and a speechwriter for four or five Israeli prime ministers. He wrote a book called "The Prime Ministers." Yehuda Avner. So I once heard a story from him that Avart uh, He was a British Jew. He was very close to uh, President uh, to, to Prime Minister Eshkol and Golda Meir, and Yitzhak Rabin, and Menachem Begin. So he told, I heard from him, that he was once by the Lubavitcher Rebbe on a mission from Menachem Begin to report progress about his Camp David talks with President Jimmy Carter in the 1970s. Menachem Begin and the Lubavitcher Rebbe shared a similar worldview when it came to dealing with... uh, the Arab states, but then Begin took a different uh, approach probably due to tremendous, tremendous, crazy, insane pressure from the White House and uh, the Lubavitcher ever felt he's making a colossal military and political error although they remained uh, very respectful of each other and then Begin unfortunately uh, went into a depression uh, in 82 or 83 and he had to resign or, or whatever, I don't remember exactly what happened then but uh, his tenure was over but he was a very, very respectful man, a great man. And he sent Avner to try to convince the Lubavitcher Rebbe to change his policy when it came to Israel and the territories and, and Camp David. The Lubavitcher Rebbe felt that any territorial compromise, even the smallest, will be a colossal disaster for Israel because it will only demonstrate uh, weakness and it will only embolden more terrorism, and it will just never end, and Israel is making the greatest mistake, even for the Arabs, he said. It's better for the, it's worse for the Arabs also, because they themselves will remain stuck in, in a quagmire of bloodshed and paralysis and intoxication, etc. So when uh, when Begin withdrew from Sinai, it was very difficult. The Rebbe was very hurt by it. and um, So Avner came to speak, because Begin himself came here to New York, and then Avner came. So Avner said he was a few hours by the Rebbe, And uh, he said, he came, he said at the end, he said he came to convince the Rebbe that Begum was right. He said at the end, he got afraid. He said, he told the Rebbe, if I don't leave here, I'm going to have to resign from my position because I'm starting to agree with you. So I have to leave very fast. Okay. So, but it was a very intimate, it was a nice shmur. So he says, I heard from him that he asked at the end, he asked the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said, I'm just wondering how you define your role in the Jewish world today. How do you see yourself? So he says, that Rebbe told him, that Rebbe opened this drawer and he took out a, uh, he took out a candle. I think it was a yardside candle or something. And he asked him, what, what is, what do, what do you see here? So he said, I don't know which language they spoke in Hebrew or, or English or Yiddish, but he said it over in English. He says, this is a, uh, this is a candle. So he said, how do you define it? So he said, well, it's a candle, it's wax, and there's a wick. So there could be a fire. So the Rebbe told him, but this is only a potential. And it could remain its whole life and never be lit. So every single Jew is this. Every single Jew has a wick, and, and a, every Jew is a candle. Ne Hashem Nishmas Adam. The way I see my mission is to help every person Light their candle so that their full light should brighten up themselves and the world around them. That's how I see my mission. That was it. That's what he said. Okay. Avner said he left the room. He finished after some time. And as he was walking out, he said, Lubavitcher, by the way, have you fulfilled your mission with me? Am I considered a success story or a failure? Because they, they were not agreeing. He said, you fulfilled my mission with me. Did you light my candle? So the Rebbe said, no. I did not, but I gave you a match. Thus is thus. Okay, have a wonderful day and a Shabas. Shabbos. And a happy Hanukkah everybody. Yeah, next week there won't be Shiorim. I'm away for Hanukkah. We're going to resume Tuesday. Tuesday. A week from Tuesday. Everybody have a good Shabbos and a happy Hanukkah. Davening is downstairs, right? We should start right away. I've given you a match.
1: What's
0: the negative connotation yeah, of Shra'gev? One second. It's seen as a folly, almost. We see by the Hetivah, he's hidden after the place of light. The Shra'ge, the candle has a, even an exalted place. Yeah, because Behetivah, it's a Matzivah of Boiker, because he already has the Eish in the Hedyit. So it's a Matzivah of Boiker. It's a Leichchen. He's, not a, he's in a state of Av. But now is the Eish Momailah. In a chenami, like the Eishmal mile it's going to be Shraga Are you right? No, vada nesh. Mitzvah lahavi <laughs> min a He touches head yet and he somebody head yet From from the from the welt, from the headyet, from the headyet shaft. Yeah. In other words, but it's called headyet because it's it's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Schneir, yeah. Very good. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> 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 Stammer's <laughs> father, I don't know. His father's name was Rebore. <laughs> What's the question? Two questions. I question. Um, how could it be it's from Hashem? Okay. okay. And the next
1: question, please
0: Good question, yeah. How is it possible? Even the personal love comes from Hashem also. Well, the answer to both is the same. The same. Uh, the same. Uh, the same answer. Hakol Shamayim Shemayim Shamayim means he's not saying the person doesn't have to work. He's saying, but the ability for the person to succeed in his work is also matano from Hashem. There's an internal matana that has to be there. Of course there's a role for the person to play. Some person sits on the couch, you know, does nothing, and it's going to happen. You have to light the fire. But the ability to light up that fire, there has to be a matna salakim over there. Huh? The match, oh, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I've given you the match. I'm not going to light the candle for you, but I'll, I'll give you the match. Now you could take the match... And put it out, or you could take the match and put it down and let it burn out, <laughs> or you could take the match and light the fire. So the but you go, but you're getting a match, huh? It's the of of no, pischuli pesach sholmachat. You also need me, <laughs> even for pischuli cholmachat. You need me. Then there's ani after Lachem kepischul So it's not a stid at hakol badei He's not saying the Matona of Hashem ignores or, or or replaces human creativity not at all. Fakert, the matana is the match that allows you then to light the candle. But without that, he says it doesn't happen. In other words, even the smallest level of avas Hashem is also a matana for Hashem. A mune, a It's always a matana. It's never taken for granted. You can't love even on your own terms. Yeah, if without 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 a matana, there's always a matana. Which also which also is a very comforting idea. Because sometimes you're not ready for it. Sometimes a person tries and tries and tries. There's no fire. They blame themselves. Don't always blame yourself. Could be God didn't give you the gift yet. It's a very comforting idea. You understand? I, I'm not. I didn't reach anything. I'm just wasting, wasting, wasting my time. Maybe He didn't give you the gift yet. It's not all you. It's not there. You can bring, you can bring down the gift by learning Torah. Sometimes it's the mic. Sometimes it's this. There was a yid who came to the barshamtiv. He wanted to see the yohanavi. So the barshamtiv said. Uh, I'll give you a seder avoider for 10 years. So he did it. 10 years later, he didn't say Eliyohan of it. So he comes back, he says, 10 years down the drain. So he says, not down the drain. He says, I didn't accomplish nothing. He said, you accomplished a lot. He said, what did I accomplish? He said, you became a humble person. took you 10 years to really It took you 10 years too early. you <laughs> It's also an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You're saying to bring down that gift is by learning Torah, by being involved in Torah. Well, he says the Torah and mitzvahs. You have the king himself. It's like you you have have you have the king. You schlepp him. I only have an aver. The aver has everything. Very good. Amen.